Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000-year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Greetings, this is Windows in Your Mind and this is Parisha, your host. It's very, very good to be with you again and for us to have this hour of where I could just look out into the universe and see your beautiful selves as I talk along the lines of interest of some of the messages you've sent and some of the questions you've asked. And again, thank all of you who are out there doing the action and actually making the service that's needed. So I deeply appreciate the spiritual warriors that are holding ground, which to me means you're getting it done. And it needs all of us. Everybody's feet has to be in the sea. So with that, we're going to move forward. Thank all of you. Please keep up with uh, me and bring your questions and stuff, as well as the wonderful, exciting stuff that you're sharing with us on my Facebook. So please go check out the Facebook. And on our homepage here at uh, LOA Network, there's actually a fan page that you can get on and uh, send me questions and responses and you know, I'm more than willing to grow and to continue to do uh, a better job. So please, you know, critique and let me know if you'd like to see something different or some good suggestions. Any and all of it's very, very welcome. Anytime you have something to say, I listen. Okay, so with us going with that, let's talk about some of the extraordinary things that are happening. I've been in a number of sessions and conference, global conference calls to where you have the scientists and the many people who specialize in the various parts of uh, studies and research in the sciences of our Earth, not only planetary but universally, meaning you know the different effects of whatever is going on in, in the universe around us, our solar system, as well as the greater uh, collective of what we call the universe, and us as we are, are part of the Milky Way. So basically attending a whole lot of very serious meetings that's going on with Native Americans, okay, and then actually sitting in with the scientists and seeing how very much over the years we have emerged into 
a one community that there aren't scientists over here and there's the native or the indigenous concept over there that we really are all on the same page at this time and what's cool about that is the fact that then we begin to actually understand ourselves a little better. You know, we're we're not in all of the challenges of the separations and things that went on. I mean, we've gone through a number of evolutionary tracks, but what everybody's agreeing with, especially with the Hopi prophecies, my, the Cherokee prophecies, all of the indigenous peoples' prophecies of North America would be Canada and, and the northern lands of North America, as well as all of us here on the what we would consider the state side of the line, but then all the way into South America, okay? And then you have the European studies that come in. And, you know, I just want to remind you that what we now know is that a humanity, we all started at a certain part of the lands, and that when we're looking at the North and South America, okay, when you bring in all of the lands that move to the left and the right of that and you kind of ease them all in, you see like the turtles back that they all fit. And that at one point we started with there being one land mass above the great waters. And then as we already know from the many, many studies and years now of those studies, the land drifted apart. And so we become separate continents and separate pieces of land above the water. And in that, through our evolutionary humanity, cyclic evolution, we have named them and separated them, and each one have a particular uh, of themselves. And uh, not everyone in those particulars measure to the particular of what they are on the landmass. Okay, so let's clear that up right away. But basically what we're looking at is that we have learned so much about our planet and ourselves and our universe that we have evolved through five worlds. And each one of those worlds, beloveds, have actually been destroyed by cataclysmic situations, okay? And each world has brought us forth as a, as a humanity with a little bit more in from that world that we've brought forward. So we've evolved into the present state of what we are as beings. I do not support Darwin's theory, but I do know that the period of Darwinism, that we actually begin to look closer at the actual structure of what our bodies are. And in those sciences, we have now emerged into what I would consider a quantum consciousness where we're looking at ourselves at a much more in-depth understanding of what we are. So, you know, one of the things that actually excite me, and and in many ways it, it it's rewarding to me because it's been a struggle for these 75 years of life that constantly I get challenged about my Native American bloodlines. Well, I've had the the test where you do the saliva and everything else to validate my Native American roots, but at the same time, I didn't really need that for myself and only because sometimes the children asked. But basically, you know in your heart what you are and you know in your heart who to believe. So what my grandmother and mother shared with me, I hold to the very essence of what I am in this world. And so... Let's start with what was the first world. Well, in the first world, 
we were all spirit. We all understood spirit, which, you know, in the way that I'm going to use the word, let me do some word clearing here and defining, okay? Spirit to me is energy, okay? When we speak in our terms of great spirit or anything is spirit, we relate to everything as a life form or a spirit of itself. So everything is spirit to us. There, nothing can exist as far as our, our particular beliefs unless it has been passed through creator's command. Therefore, it exists because it is what it is. And it's energy. Okay, everything. The seen and the unseen. Okay, so basically in knowing that, we started out in the first world and everything that we understood was was accepting of that spirit was everything, was us, was everything around us. We existed in spirit. And the term for that is animus, animus. And when we think of animus, we think of native indigenous people of the world. A lot of people will say we, it's basically more North Americans. No, when you really look back far enough to the beginning of the first world, there was no Native Americans, okay? There was no white people. There was no this people or that people. When you're dealing with energy, you simply respect the fact that there are different energy fields, right? And that they're different by purpose and by command that each one is created and sent forward by the very source of what that life is and the power to be to do that. So with us as human, we each have a different fingerprint. So each one of us, none of us, even when we think about twins and triplets, even when we say those are identical twins, that, that would go to talk about the gross features of that child not the particular broken down when you get to the cellular level of that. Okay, so there's no one that are identical to another. And by purpose, because then we're all coded to their individual reason, purpose, and mission for being here. And so all of that has to do with our interaction, our individualness, into the field. And the field is the particular energy magnetics around us, and then the grid is what holds us all. Okay, it, the grid's definitely universal in, in sense and would mean the whole of the earth or the whole of the solar system or the whole of the universe. You can reference the grid in, in particular manners, okay? But then when you come to that first world, we lived as energy. So there was actually the acceptance of shape-shifting. And what we begin to learn is, like chameleons, we begin to be what we could hold and feel, what our focus was and what we could feel. So in experiencing those individual chemistries, we could take on different forms. So in the first world, our people accept that we were all shapeshifters, okay, that we become whatever our focus was, and therefore the sensations or the, you know, maybe want to consider it artistic or creative means that we were, we could actually see ourselves being another form and we would, we would take that form. We would morph into whatever that is. And in, in our perspective, there are still people today that can do that. Okay. So that was the first world. 
and in that world we've we've named that world okay animus because it was of nature everything was spirit everything was of the great spirit nothing could exist other than what was of great spirit okay then when we come out of that world and that world come to its own conclusion in a cataclysmic manner because again we as humanity begin to explore the extremes of separatism and in the in the in the pulling apart the separatism so did we create the drifting of the, the what we consider turtle island which used to be all of us okay and then we begin to by our own need to explore the individualness as separateness we begin to drift as the lands did and become now what the earth's surface looks like but the earth's surface itself has changed through each one of those worlds we have tablets that shows what the first world looked like and then as it evolved what happened in the great cataclysmic changes so as humanity we have wiped ourselves out five worlds five different times we have totally erased our existence other than a few seeded uh, particulars of, of human humanity and then we have evolved to the next stage of that being the second world well in the second world you we when we want to think of it or what we know of it as history we would think of it as the 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 time of the romans and all of the controls and the everything being divided up into deity consciousness and actually exploring ourselves even further into uh, a kind of a pagan i would th- i would think that we could look at polytheism as pagan the p- particular time of pagan and in that particular time there was a lot of focus on the evil as well as the good in the evolving of that began to further the field and and strengthen the field of duality see in the first world we didn't have duality now in the in the second world we did we began to evolve and explore duality and we've remained in that state through the next three worlds okay and then when we come into what we then begin to experience ourselves as rules and control and the need to suppress and then we came into the time of the great religions and when the religions took over and actually at, at that point was the first governments because even the government be the government uh, lesser than and with less power than the churches so then we come into monotheism which is then we 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 begin to separate everything and we didn't even allow spirit to exist in ourselves or on the earth we actually put our god outside the earth so there's these time the way that our brain has evolved and the beautiful part of this is in brain research there are five levels to the brain we're starting a sixth one so when you slice the brain through you can see just like you would a tree you can see the rings of each world in our brains today so we're then a collective of all that aren't we so ancestrally we have picked that up okay and then when we move from actually the time and and we consider those times the dark ages you know for as much as we have such strength and such holding people very very dedicated to the religions this were the dark ages you know where where suppression and 
damnation and uh, definitely in that period of time the church ruled because there could only be one direct uh, communication with God nobody else was was worthy of it so the church was the law you the governments and science or anything had no higher rule than the church okay and in that period of time the churches actually forbidden people to have education and things that allowed them to begin to see that there is a little bit more to it than to have that one final direct well the church could talk directly to god you know unless you were clergy and in the church you didn't have direct communication with god so therefore you had to go by the rule of whatever whoever spoke directly to god and that was at the time the churches okay so now and you have to look today that a lot of the fundamental religions are still very much based on that and then you kind of get into the evolved level of different of the religions and charismatics and all that but basically you still have to look at the fact that many people put the church above the government above any other rule because they believe that those who are terp- interpreting scriptures are more dedicated and pure than whatever they are okay so we're going to not whip that horse to death we'll move on to something else and then we come into the world of darwinism which says we evolved from apes so we begin to identify ourselves more in the primal sense of evolution not energy okay and basically just coming into a place to where we begin to see see all life as this you know animalistic evolving forward so we gave a lot of credit and and attention to being very animal like uh, whatever we described that to be you know to, when now you're talking to somebody raised to respect all the animals we realized that they had more intelligent perspective of who what they are and what they did than man asking himself what am i who am i how come i'm here okay so basically we come through that period of time so those are the first four worlds and then the present world that we've just left is is the time of information age and we become highly technical and we moved from the church and the primal evolutionary process to understanding science many many eons ago okay the scientists actually in order to survive and not be persecuted by the church would not speak of anything spiritual because if it was metaphysical which means ethereal or energy invisible whatever had to be talked to from the church because they were the only ones that talked to an invisible god right so science made this agreement that then they would talk only about the physical and the church would have say over whatever was the spiritual so we've evolved now through this technical age of understanding that the science that we are now because you had great you had great philosophers back you know hundreds and thousands of years ago who were the first quantum physicists okay now we've come to that particular turning point that means we've entered into the sixth world and this world and and uh, you don't have to go too far to see that in this world it seems like we again have come to annihilating ourselves and it gets very desperate and people get very upset and run around you know having 
uh, survival situations and everything. Well, I wish that that was the answer, that we could all just put up a bunch of food and be safe. It isn't going to be how it is. Okay, but the more beautiful thing of it is as we have evolved, and remember I made reference that in our brain, each world actually was the making of one of the levels of the brain's tissue so that we have five levels of tissue starting a new cap of, of, of cells, okay? And that's because of the energy in the brain and our thinking. We have been given extensive information where we can come back to seeing the reality of life. Everything is spirit. It goes back to the first world. We're evolving to a time when we didn't have a need separation. You know, we didn't have disease. We didn't have to have a physical consciousness that didn't allow us to have the understanding that the physical could only exist if there's the spiritual. Okay, so basically now we've come to that. We understand that energy is what we are, not a body. Okay, and that so is everything around us energy, whatever it is, the furniture, the floors, the the trees, the whatever's in nature, but also anything that any product and anything that exists around you is still energy and particles. And then when we can relate to that, we have entered into the sixth world and the particular wave. So basically... I remember in uh, the many studies in the life of which I've had as a young woman and many years ago, we had actually gone to uh, the United Nations being, there were Seneca people, Cheyenne, there were pretty much about seven or eight different people represented in the Native American communities. And we had gone there, and Grandfather Commander had been there as well. And so when we arrived there, we wanted to have a voice, and they arranged to allow the grandfathers to speak. And when they spoke, it was to tell them that we have time, only enough time now, to begin to make changes that we will not have to have suffering on the physical level with. And, and they some listened and basically have kept up, you know, here and there with, with continuing to move along lines of concerns about that and trying, okay? But I don't know that I agree with anybody who thinks that that was a major turn and that people, the governments of the world and the leaders begin to pay attention to that heads up and saying we, we still have time if we can move right now. Okay, so what are we talking about? What is moving right now? Well, basically... Yes, our world, if you look at it in 30 years, our oceanographers and our oceanic people and scientists have already told us that the rate of pollution in the oceans in 30 years, there will be no fish. Nothing will live in the waters because we will have contaminated it with the fertilizers and all of the various things that we put in the soil that eventually leaches its way and finds its way to the great waters. Everything does. So it wouldn't matter what we think we're putting on the land over here. We're not putting it in the water. Yeah, but it makes its way there because that's how the system works, okay? And so basically when you hear something like that, it's like, oh, my God, you know, how how drastic is that? How does anything else live if things can't live in the water? Exactly. So then we have to start making, getting the word out and having people be more aware. 
this is what I've learned. If you can educate people and tell them, okay, here's here's this is happening, and here's what we can do, and here's some suggestions that we can do, or even do you have any suggestions? And then people begin to think, and things begin to change because they do the thinking brings about the change. Well, that's what we can do. In the sixth world, all of our prophecies, meaning indigenous people all over this globe, okay, all over this planet, the Great Mother herself teaches us that it is us that will make the difference. When we, you know, so many people said the, two, the turn of the 2013 said that we had come to the end of the world and, and blamed it on the Mayans. The Mayans have never said that. They don't even think like that, okay? They said, as, as we know it, how we have lived life up to this point has changed. And that was all part of the evolutionary cyclic point of our life. Our earth has had its cataclysmic changes from one world to the other. Because it's cyclic in nature. Everything in the universe is cyclic in nature. Okay. Uh, we can mathemat we've learned a mathematics that will help us measure those cyclics and everything. So we now know that every so many hundred thousands of years the earth goes through this natural surface change. Well, you know, if you're not prepared and we don't know and we don't understand and we're, we've got our head buried in the sand, of course it's going to do its usual turn, right? Everything's going to be annihilated. But then if we think about it and we follow the signals and the information, and I know for a fact in my 75 years, my people have done my people being indigenous people or people who still follow the ancient first world ways have repeatedly come forward and repeatedly been rejected. Okay, till now, what's wonderful, I'm, I'm happy that I have lived to see this because, see, 55 years ago, I was talking quantum physics and everybody thought I was nuts. Okay, so today, to be here today, to see how universally it's used and that even people in very strong fundamental religions are relating to a lot of the metaphysical, not I wouldn't say metaphysical, but the quantum reflection of what we what we now know. Okay, and I, I find that ministers are actually validating their scriptures and the very presence of God in everything through the quantum uh, physics and the and the knowledge that that gives us of the oneness that we are and the, uh, that we're a part of it and that what's happening now is that we're being given back we're being given back the hoop it's our it's our turn humanity stand up and think for yourself you know we're in the midst of elections don't don't vote in the same kind of of imaginary promises that you have in the past i don't care how radical trump sounds okay he sounds totally out of the box okay i understand why people are interested in him okay there are a lot of good people out there that are running that are saying this and saying that i want to hear who's saying it the a totally different way than we have ever heard i don't think that it's cruel to actually understand you can't bring more to the table than what you already have if there's no more places for it okay you have to set up another table 
you know so you have to then look to how you can extend and provide more space for more that's needed and you can't do that by just a desperate move or wish to say well sure come on in you know i i remember some things in in my childhood to where we call them cyclones down in the south to where a cyclone come through and tore up a bunch of people's houses and people were kind of stranded of course people had lost family members my grandmother and grandfather had actually called what we called a storm cellar so as soon as we saw the sky and the 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 cyclone coming we all went in the storm cellar which is underground it's like a little knoll uh if you see it outside it looks like a little knoll hill a little round mound and it's got a door to it and then you go in and it's it's a dugout cellar and that's how we would sit out the cyclones because if you stayed up you got taken away you know you understood that so there's just some practical things that we're not looking at because we're afraid we're not being human or we're not being kind or we're not being this or we're not being that okay i think that there are a lot better ways to handle things i'm not going to get into any politics here but instead of taking a, a whole a whole people and removing them from their lands i think it's better to join with them and then make things right in their lands okay and to bring more people on board a sinking ship don't make any sense to me okay so that we need to think outside the box and and just think more of what is the long range fix for this you know how how does everybody benefit everybody okay and so we move forward that with that the the different facts that of what we are as a country and people say we've always left our doors open yes you know when you look at at the structure of our government everything is based on exactly the Iroquois confederacy the only thing that's different in that is actually when we come to the senate and that's because the incoming european people could not see giving women that much authority because in our in our traditions what you now see is the senate used to be called the the actual circle of the grandmothers okay so that it was the senate as you see it in the united states used to be made up of just grandmothers that actually put these things in place so when you take out the element of looking at something as a wholeness the children the women the men you know the whole family then that that came from the grandmothers looking after and making sure that everyone had the care well when we're looking at what we are now are we really looking at how we're keeping families together in a healthy way and the things that we're coming to so i would say look at whoever you you're looking at i i truly hope that you're looking at somebody that's talking totally out of the box okay because if not we're going right back into the same old political dogmas that have taken us to the point of where we're on the brink of extinction and we need to change we need to change fast we don't have a big window like the first time that my grandfather's went to the united nations that has been better than 25 years ago we need to now be a whole lot smarter and moving a whole lot faster and setting up definite regulations of how to keep our waters cleaner and actually stop the the manufacturing not only the use and application stop the manufacturing of anything that will actually poison the land and the waters i mean hello you can't live without water 
you're now paying almost, well, not almost, you are paying more for a, a bottle of water now than you are a gallon of gas. I remember 50 years ago, Edgar Casey said that. So basically, we need to look at what are some of the realities and what can you do? What can you personally manage in what's going on? Well, make choices that allow you to be a contributing factor to the change. You know, begin to look at things that uh, you can actually modify. How do, you, how do we treat other human beings? Hello, how do we treat other human beings? I find people come to me and tell me that they'd prefer to be with their cats and dogs than they would another human being. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I some some days, hey, some days I'm I'm right on the same page, right? But then you have to look at this and ask yourself in the greater sense of of what the world is looking at. Okay? What are we dwelling on? You listen to the news, you listen to the reports. You're always in that constant state of fear and bewilderment and helplessness. And then you just become victim on victim on victim. No. We've created it. We can change it. If we know now what we're doing is harmful, we stop. And stop means stop. Okay? You don't say, well, I'll just use a little bit of that fertilizer now. No. You stop using any of that fertilizer. And we've come to a place to where we we don't seem to understand our responsibility to the margins. And we do have a responsibility to those margins. And we need to keep that responsibility right in place with ourselves. So then we get organized. How do we get organized? We get with other people, like-minded people. And you get in uh, groups and, and, like, you know, look at... Things like I've had a lot of beautiful, strong people that I do believe that are out there doing a lot of good. Saying, you know, what what, what can I do, grandmother? What, what is there to do? You know, just tell me. And it's like, just get organized. Find more people. You know, treat people and welcome them. You're talking to people. I when, I when I'm talking to someone and they're in a very adverse position to mine, okay, and mine is to not be against anybody. So I can't go against that person. I just look at it and realize, okay, that's where they're thinking. And maybe with more information, they'll change the way they think. But right now, I'm not going to spend time here beating myself to death trying to make them change. I'm going to go find some other people that agree and that we can get this done. And, and it you know, yes... You just keep putting the information out there, and, 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 and here's what I found. Oh, goodness, I don't know how many years ago. I think I was 35 or whatever. The, I'm not really good on dates and times. I, I try to live kind of timeless. But anyway, I remember talking to a great uh, audience of scientists, and we were in Prague, and uh, we're at the actual University of Physics there. And when I introduced at the Milky Way, that right behind the Milky Way was a black hole, what they considered a black hole, which meant antimatter, and that it was moving everything toward it. Well, I had people got up and walked out of the room, I mean, out of the auditorium. It was like that, she's crazy, you know. And then 25 years later, when Hubble's telescope and all the good things that come up actually confirmed that, there was the one very staunch man that was just brutal. I mean, 
uh, he just said a whole lot of very hurtful and slanderous things and everything regarding me and what I teach and what I say. And 25 years later, when they say, yes, the Milky Way has a black hole over on the other side of it, well, then he come up, couldn't look at me. We happened to encounter each other at another program. And in the past, whenever I would see him at these various doings and events that I'd go to, I mean, he would just start on me all over again, and it was always very uh, critical and judgmental and the whole thing, okay? Very discrediting. So at this time, I realized he's actually avoiding me, you know? And I realized, okay, because all of the evidence is out now and the proof is there, he doesn't know how to handle it. This is a brilliant man. This is a man who was serving the best of what he knew, and I, I'm not judging that, and I didn't judge that. And so I watched him moving carefully out around me, and I just boldly walked up to him and greeted him warmly and told him that it was very, very good to see him, okay? And it was not me that brought it up. It was him that said, I, I feel I need to apologize. And I told him, for what? And he said, for being so very adamant that, you know, this black hole issue was just something very insane. And then I told him, stop, stop. I have not carried one judgmental day in my life toward you for that. Why would you do that to yourself? It's wonderful that now we're on the same page and let's just move forward very fast now. And he just looked at me for a while and then it, it was, I, you know, he cleared his throat and everything, but I saw the rim of tears on the bottom of his eyes. And he said, that is very generous of you. And I said, no, it's very human of me. That's what we're about. And from then on, I mean, he's become uh, totally, totally dedicated to doing research and getting things done and just being a big part of how we're now understanding the cosmos and the world around us and very much inside Stephen Hawkins's research and stuff. And, and, and it's like these are the things that we need to understand now. It doesn't matter that somebody is staunch and against what we're seeing that we need to do. If you're convinced that this is going to help clear up the waters, it's, this is going to help clear up our, our you know the air, if we, if we individually are living in a, in a respectful way ourselves, we don't have to get out there to causes. We just need to continue to see the education that helps people make that choice. And then we, you know, I totally support, and, and people give uh, Mother Therese the credit for this statement, but, you know, to spend your energy going against somebody is such a waste, and we don't have time. You know, to put your energy totally and dedicated intentionally to what you want to have happen is the only way it's going to come. So this sixth world is up to you and I. That's why it's so wonderful that we have all of these wonderful researches and studies and things in the brain and that you have these wonderful books and, and scientists and, and speakers that are actually bringing that information. This being the world of the of information, we we need to get as much of that out as possible. My question to you who are listening to this show, what are you doing to make sure that people who do not know get this information? I use every bit of social media that I can. 
on everything that we have. We have a communication system that can put me put word out there within a certain given days amount of days to fifty million people. And it does, you know, it doesn't have to be. You don't have to be an author and write a big book. But once you learn something like I, how fast it went across the world when I actually spoke. Uh, I think it was three years ago, four years ago, to actually saying that our bodies have the same, our body fluids have the same amount of salt as the great oceans. And that our body has the same amount of fluids as the planet itself does. Our body 70% fluids and the the earth herself is 70% waters. And I watched how that went out and I had to smile when I had actually uh, my husband was watching he sits and does the TV thing and he's yelling to me come here come here come here look at this look at this and I I come running in there and looking thinking oh my gosh she's trying to show me something on the news and it was an advertisement to where it was actually reflect reflecting the fact that our bodies have as much salt in it as the as the oceans, as the planet does in its waters, and it's just like oh, oh, fantastic, you know. And like he said, they didn't they didn't give you credit for it, and it's like I don't take credit for it. This is universal intelligence. There are people who need to copyright it. I mean, I know people who tried to copyright, you know, the word matrix, and it's like, excuse me, you're limiting to what we can say by copywriting a word, you know. So I'm not into that. But actually, it's just very, very rewarding these days to see how much of what I've taught over the years just coming back through various networks and various means and ways. And that's what I expect from all of you. Don't go prophesizing and beating people up and acting like you're trying to convert them to a religion. I did some of that way, way back there 55 years ago. I I just got crazy and tried to make everybody understand and had to back off and look at myself. Okay, but at this point, you you know, you just however you can cordially fit it into conversations. It don't have to be doom and gloom. Remember, you're not judging and you're not talking against. It's a matter of are you promoting what you know? And that promoting is what makes the difference. And then if they have questions, and I get challenged all the time, don't back off from that. Just be clear in what you know. And sometimes when people make points that I'm not aware of or haven't heard before, I will at least say, okay, I've never heard that kind of reflection on it. But I appreciate that, and you've made me, given me food for thought, and I'll check that out, you know. And uh, so, meanwhile, in my doing that, and I do pursue the following up with something I don't know, but meantime, I've given them something to think about as well. And, and if you just start doing that, it's up to us the point. If our planet is looking through its cyclic, its whole cyclic situation, that this world has to come to its own conclusion does not have to be cataclysmic nor with earth changes meaning undulations of catastrophes that kills everything okay we can surround this earth with energy and that energy can be thought and that makes a difference and i i ask all of you to please just get stronger in your groups and your organizations to follow through with that accepting and just 
trying it on if it doesn't make too much sense for you right now. Just just think about it and try it. That if everything is energy and we don't have to look at our body as diseases and uh, weaknesses. And, and the other thing that I find students get delighted in is what we know as science now is that when this planet, you know, in the first, the first world, you know, there was no organic mass. When we entered into being a world, it is because we became an organic mass. Okay, the first part of this planet was just mineral. And of itself, it had its own base of energy, how we began to be, and it, it was mineral, so there was no organicness to it. How we became the body being, the host and the altar, is through the organic mass. Our body is made of organic mass and energy, so it's a combination of both. But it was the sunlight. It was actually the energy and the sunlight moving across this planet that created organic response and mass. And that took, obviously, time and evolving, right? So when you begin to understand what we, the body altar, is and what what the planet itself is in our connection to her, our body belongs to this planet, okay? It is your spirit that is eternal and it picks up the body and puts it back down after a period of of a cyclic life and then it moves on well the planet herself has a cyclic life we call them worlds and this one is in the process of doing its usual situation unless we do radical change and that's saying i have a means of supporting that I can think different. I can treat people different. I can conduct myself as a responsible addition and reflection of the one. And that's what I want to give, leave you with today because it's just, it's up to you and I. And the wonderful, powerful thing about it is that there are so, so many people today actually aware of that and talking it. Okay? I want you to walk it. Again, Talking, it's good. I want you to talk about it. I want you to inform people. But, beloved, seriously look at what are you living and what are you doing because that's where the real change is. And in you actually living it without just trying to make other people live it, but you begin to understand how very much it's important that you demonstrate that. Then there's just such wonderful ongoingness and such beautiful... Uh, outcomes and that we it's up to us this time it's up to us this time humanity has a choice in the history and and our old ones have told us this for a for a long long time at least my whole life is the world we're in today is like no other world in any point of time and that we humanity is different than we have ever been at any point of time in any of the world's and that we have become a very, very evolved capability of making things in a different way. Let's do that. Let you and I do that. Let's let's get together. It's like listening to this show, coming to the this show. That's I am so grateful to all of the wonderful people that make things happen. When I talk to you about my beloved Jules, just to know that she's in the world and, and how much she gives 
to making change. She's, she's one of many, but all the same, extremely serious. This whole experience of the Law of Attraction radio network is, is at the labor and the love of this beautiful woman. And she just makes it happen. And I, I, I spend four times a day just praising and giving gratitude for her. She's doing what she knows in her heart she can do. Well, that's what you can do. How do you help? How do you support? You know, the fact that when we go to events and we go to programs, you know, you don't want to go there with just your best friend and just talk to your best friend. This is the opportunity to reach out and include other people in your life. What better place than in a place to where the topic and conversation, the teaching and the information is exactly in your field of interest? What better place than to meet very, very wonderful people that become very close and become very much major players in your life? You know, go into events and, and, and exploring things that people are saying. I still do that. I have many people say, you know, well, I don't, don't, don't talk to me about a program coming. Well, I, I don't think that you'd probably be interested, grandmother, because you know all of that. And it's like, what? You don't ever want to make that assumption. Everybody has their particular way of saying something and making a point. And, and we make the point from that individuality of that fingerprint, remember? So there's going to be some aspect, some reflection, something that's going to give me a greater awareness or a greater part or a greater something to whatever is already there. Because I'm adding, it's greater. So, you, you know, you want to, and the wonderful part is just being, you know, in, in such a powerful place with like-minded. It's time to party and laugh and and talk and meet people, you know. Every time you go to an event, take some kind of information that will help people remember you, you know. If it's not a business card, that's okay. Get on your computer and make some little flyers, you know. make you, uh, One lady uh, program actually would go on her computer and she was doing um, the... She would do like a whole 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper, but it had four different blocks that had the same information. And then when she would get them, she would cut them, and she would fold them up, and they looked like business cards, and she was giving those out. She had some art. It was a two-sided thing. And it was so wonderful. It's like, okay, it was friendly because it was artistically crafted by her. And the fact that she put time and focus into making sure she had these to give people that she wanted to remember her. How important is that? Don't ever underestimate that. So this is the you know this is what you do. do and and I ask you, and so does my friend Jules. Let people know that you listen to LOA Network and that you're hearing these wonderful things. And there's many others who's, who talk on this particular channel that have wonderful things to say. You know, if you're looking for hypnosis and actually having some breakthrough experiences on some pretty challenging stuff, you know, Jules does hypnosis and fantastic results. So there's just, there's just all kinds of stuff out there. You know, I'm I'm definitely boasting of something up close and personal to me with this radio station, but there's just so many out there doing the work. And and it isn't about competing. 
It's about this way of saying it will add something to whatever you think you already know. And you just keep growing. And the thing is, is that as we find each other and identify each other, meaning you've reached out and you've met and you've included other people when you go to these events, our world becomes more focused on what we're all about then. So you're doing it if you're learning. You're actually doing what's necessary to change. If you're attending different programs and you're learning, you know, if you're reading and you're journaling, you're doing it. You know, when you allow yourself to go on that inward journey and you, you name it, meaning you know what the situation is you have to change, and you claim it, which means you're not blaming it on anybody, you're not playing victim, you know what it is and you know that you do it then you can change it. So name it, claim it, and change it is exactly the process of growing and becoming a very powerful and clear channel of that definite beautiful energy that says we don't have to let our world go into annihilation. We have the intelligence, the brain has expanded, we have evolved into co-creators. Let's do it. And let's make sure that no suffering, and in no suffering means we don't perpetrate and seed blaming and victimization onto others. Pick it up, take care of it, make it work, and watch how our world changes. Meanwhile, this is Parisha, and I surely have enjoyed this time with you, and this is Windows in Your Mind. Simply look inward and open those windows to a greater world and your role in it. Remember this, you matter you make a difference, and you count. So you add yourself to whatever it is that you understand and know will evolve our world into a healthy, happy place. You have a great week, and I'll be catching up with you over the probably four, five, six days from now when I get to talk to you again for an hour. Meanwhile, my engineer is telling me time's passed, so I want you to just know I wish you all good things. And every day in meditation, I feel some of you come close and you're asking and seeking. Know that in that moment, I send energy and I send prayer and I send love to you. You are important. And one day, one day you will know that it never made a difference if there was different time or distance. You have a great week. OCO. Well, okay, it's that time of being complete again and going forward to assimilate and use what we've shared and learned. It's with love of humanity that I serve, and it's always good when you're with me. I value you in your time, so I say to you, Olama Liaha, we are family. Walk in beauty upon the great Mother Earth and be the blessing that you are. I send you my hugs and kisses on the breeze and in the sun. Beloveds, I am always with you. Have a wonder-filled week and celebrate all good things. For those of you who want to keep in touch through Facebook, remember that it's www.facebook.com, C-O-M, slash forward, and it's V-E-N, period, P-A, period, R-I-S, period, H-A. And make sure that you share what you want to say and share your stuff, and I look so forward to that. So until then... Know we are blessed. See you soon. 
Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com. Trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue. Clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky. Also on the faces of people going by, I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They like much more. Myself, what a wonderful world! Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.